0: Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 351, Twerk Your Way Off of My Playlist. Hmm, not do what that is about. I think you can tell where this episode is going to go. Yeah.
1: Well, I can say preemptively something that's twerked its way off my playlist as well, and
0: that is the Rings of Power. Uh, yeah, it never twerked its way onto my playlist, so...
1: I, I watched the first two episodes of that, and so I like, I you the, you. Yes, you. like I told you, thank you. Yes, like I told you over the phone call, over the phone, it's. If I wasn't a Lord of the Rings fan, I would have thought this was a little bit below average, but not bad. Mm-hmm. As a Lord of the Rings fan, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not Tolkien. It's not Middle Earth. It's none of those things. It's terrible dialogue. Mm-hmm unlikable characters bland characters Mm -hmm. settings that look great when in still but when it's in motion they're very eh.
0: which is the opposite of how it should be
1: (laughs) yes bear
0: McCreary does
1: the uh soundtrack and it just doesn't and there are most of it to me does not fit middle earth there Mm -hmm. are some nice tunes in there he's thrown in there but overall it's it's a terrible terrible adaptation of Tolkien's work mm-hmm. they should be embarrassed
0: does he throw a little of like the Adama song in there you know the the when <laughs> Lee and whenever Lee and uh the Admiral are together I, I feel like he he puts a little note of that in everything now
1: <laughs> I have to listen to that again it's been a, it's been so long
0: <laughs> it's just that one Irish song he just ripped it off anyway um yeah, so we are gonna uh, be review bombing she hawk and um, we're gonna talk about Horse of the Dragon. All Horse I can say is I'm just really happy that we are seven days away from Cobra Guy, Cobra Guy, Cobra. Kai. Oh man, I'm I, uh, I'm almost as excited for that
1: as I am for tomorrow's noon kickoff of college football.
0: Mm, I'm more excited for Cobra Guy because I don't care about those overpaid babies. I was going to say they're not paid, but that's like, uh, well, uh, they wrong. Have, they aren't. <laughs> there was a dude from the, the, the backup quarterback from LSU got paid $2 million and like peace outed from college football. He's like, I'm good. Thanks for the money. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go like, hang out on a beach somewhere for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Why take hits from schools like Kentucky? and auburn and alabama and florida when he can just go and you know hang out on, on a beach work on his tan. heck the right south american con- country that dude can live for the rest of his life on two million dollars <laughs> seriously i mean like that's what i would do that is, uh,
1: yeah that's absolutely true
0: i would sell everything i own i would have a phone and a tablet and some clothes nothing else Oh well, I'd have my bike and my one wheel, but that's it—like nothing else. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, no car.
1: Just two. I mean, with the tablet, you can do. I mean, you can right. stream anything you yeah. want. You right. can right. download books if you want. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty.
0: Yeah, pretty solid. Word to Big Bird. So, uh, but yeah, all right. So we're gonna talk some Superman and Lois news. We're gonna talk, um, Army Hammer and uh, the cookbook that he put out. Uh, apparently Trevor Slattery is returning to the MCU or I guess the MCU as it's, uh, it's headed. Uh, she bore has, um, had another episode for us. I guess you would call it that. And, uh, dragon stuff.
1: I like that dragon stuff.
0: It's just dragon stuff now. It's that, that's it. So, um, all right. So, uh, Supes and Lolo goes into production on September the 9th. It says, or the 6th, September the 6th, sorry. Um, We're not going to get new episodes until uh, 2023, unfortunately. And while we're at it, this article from Screen Rant, I want to, I want to read this paragraph and just tell me if you spot what's wrong as I read it. Despite the many cancellations, Superman and Lois got picked up for season three alongside The Flash season nine. However, neither show won't be back. Until 2023, 20, you need an editor in there. You need a copy editor, you screen rant douchebags. Neither show won't be back. Well, I get it, it's a double negative, so they'll both be back. But um, who is the idiot who wrote this article? Uh, this is Andy oh, Benbacht. Let me see. Yeah, uh, whatever. oh, yeah. Andy um, B. Andy B E H B A K H T. Andy is a senior writer at Screen Ramp and has covered the world of entertainment journalism since 2010. Obviously, he has English as a second language, including superhero comic book media. In addition to his work as a reporter, uh, he should really put "reporter" in quotes. Andy co-hosts the Flash podcast while running and producing the entire DC TV podcast network. He is also a founder, uh, the founder slash editor in chief. Of the Marvel Report since fall 2015. Andy has previously written for sites such as Fansided, K side TV, TV Fanatic, It's Just Movies, Heroic Hollywood, TV Overmind, and more. Andy, learn to write, dude. Anyway. Um, All right, not about Andy. Yeah, fuck Andy, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so here's the thing. You can't call this show under the Arrowverse brand. They have specifically in dialogue, in canon, called out, this is not a part of the Arrowverse. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I do like that this resulted in several CW dramas getting the axe, including Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. Like, they're surprised both of those shows got canceled actually
1: was surprised legends was on as long as it was right i'm surprised i'm
0: surprised Batwoman Bat- went past a season to be perfectly clear and honest with you
1: i was I'm, surprised it went past yeah six weeks
0: yeah anyway i mean i i thought it would get like its first 13 episodes and be like all right we're good yeah we tried <laughs> <laughs> but no see this is the thing right is, is this well okay one uh bitsy turlock actually he calls her bitsy in this it's elizabeth dude it's Elizabeth Turlock now. I mean, do you've some, been calling her Bitsy as well. <laughs> <long. laughs> yeah, but I do, I, I do it out of a place of love. He of, does it out okay. of a place was, of not knowing what the fuck he's talking about. Because I do call her Elizabeth from time to time. And he does it twice. Bitsy Turlock teases that. Bitsy Turlock, who plays, you know. When I do it, yes. I'm being facetious. When he does it, he obviously can't. He, he, he don't do English good. <laughs> he know english <laughs> anyway. well
1: in, yeah in fairness she changed that a couple years ago because when she was on grim that's what her she yeah. was she was bitsy
0: she changed it after grim and before um swooper girl yeah um did you say swooper girl i did say swooper girl because she swooped <laughs> right in and pooped all over everything like a goose <laughs> all right um but i guess elizabeth turlock is uh, giving some hints and comments about um, what might be in season for uh, Lois and Clark in comparison to season two. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I also saw another article that I was going to put in here, but I, I like this one better because we got to talk about Lois and uh, Elizabeth. Uh, but there was an article talking about how they should kill John Kentoff, and it would solve a whole bunch of problems with the show. And I uh, do not disagree with it.
1: Interesting. Uh, you'll have to send me that one. Yeah,
0: I'll track it back down. But yeah, if they're not going to recast, just kill or You know, instead of recasting, just kill them. You know? Yeah. It, it seems to make a... Uh, makes sense. You know, when they say make it makes sense. This makes it make sense. I'm bummed that this doesn't start. Um, it hasn't started production yet.
1: I, I was very surprised when I read the article to see that it's not starting until next week. And even though it's, yeah, it returns sometime in 2023. that's that going to be
0: February? I mean, it's going to be, be March, it's going to be mid season. You know? Yeah. No, it'll be, it'll probably be around February when we get the first slate of shows. I'm really hoping the Warner discovery people are like, you know what? Let's just put this on. HBO Max Week. yeah, yeah,
1: like um, we've been talking about since season one,
0: since like the second episode, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I love this show. I'm excited to see where it goes. I love this version of Lois Lane. I think she's one of the closer representations to the comics that we've had. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, excuse me. She's not Lois Lane professional damsel in damsel in a dress. She's um, Lois Lane badass.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Elizabeth does such a great job in, and, and we've talked about this when reviewing the show, how she is a strong character because she is a strong character, not right. in the way that they do it now where
0: they tear down well, the well, other we'll, characters. We'll get to, to that, but good mom. on you, Tal, Todd yeah. helping But, uh, but yeah, yeah, so look for that that later this year. Um, all right, so Army Hammer, um, <laughs> he is a weirdo. Wh- what a what a shame is, is one one thing that I want to say because he he had a promising career ahead of him. He could have been Batman. He should have been Superman. Um, to be one hundred percent honest, and if they're not going to use Henry Cavill, right? Right. Yeah. He think. was a Winklevoss twins. He was the Winklevoss twins. You are right. Um, he's six foot five, two hundred sixty pounds, and there's two of him. So, which, due to movie magic, that was true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here in this um, this Hollywood Reporter, our favorite source, the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Army Hammer docu series House of Hammer explores cannibalism, uh, abuse allegations, and family trauma. And it's got um, the Hollywood Hollywood Reporter is recapping the biggest moments. the three-part discovery plus docu-series that traces the complicated hammy fan hammer family words are hard legacy of oil tarc tycoon armand hammer to the disgraced actor who shares his last name so if you don't remember last year army hammer got accused of like being super like weird with like you know the bedroom stuff and about eating people.
1: <laughs> yes, and he has been out of the spotlight since then. Not a surprise.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I I really want, I didn't even know this existed until I found this article. <laughs> um, but now all I want to do is go subscribe to Discovery, Discovery Plus and um, and watch it.
1: Yeah, I I actually saw a trailer or kind of like a promo for it watching one of the cooking shows that we watch on Discovery Mm -hmm. uh, slash Food Network. And yeah, I I had forgotten about Hammer for a while and seeing this, it's... And just even skimming through the article a little bit just brought out I I pretty much forgot about this guy. Mm -hmm. But holy... Holy weirdo, Batman.
0: Right. Right. Um yeah, the the whole uh the whole thing about the hammers. Stop. Hammer time. Um <laughs> where Armand gathered files on friends and anybody they dated that the kids dated and often recorded conversations. He didn't make a move without thinking what would if grandpa found out. Actually, that's not a bad way to keep your family and and especially the kids kind of in line. (laughs) Um, I like her quote though. I I like to say that our lives were like a chessboard and our grandfather controlled all the moves. Like just think how strategically adept you have to be then to get away with shit. Like you, if you can do that, you're probably one of the most formidable people on the planet. Yeah. This is like Stefano Damira from days of our lives type shit.
1: Right. Right. Man. Ah, there's an article from two hours ago from insider, you know, just inside army hammers rise and very public fall from Greece.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know, man. This is, um, this is an interesting story. I think, um, I think I definitely want to watch this. I think it's good to bring this to light for other people to watch. And to be honest, I feel like it's a, um, a cautionary tale. Yeah.
1: And also it's, um, it's also one of those reminders that I mean when we talk about some of the stuff that's happened over the years with Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: How many freaks and not in a good way are out there. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. It's just a reminder that, you know, a lot of these people that you fanboy and fangirl out over, and when I say you I mean audiences. Mm-hmm is the uh, some of them are normal some of them are generally normal but there are a lot of them that while not to maybe not to this level of cannibalism and all this other stuff and some of the other stuff that he's accused of are pretty freaking weird
0: yeah um the the ending paragraph about um episode two is part of my favorite is one of my favorite things about this article After Armand Hammer passed away on December 10th, 1990, his heirs were apparently shocked to find out that he wasn't as wealthy as they had believed, uh, said Edward Epstein. Um, The expectation of his family members was that he was a billionaire and that when his will was read, they realized he wasn't. He had given away most of his money. They were left fighting for themselves. Armand had approximately $40 million in cash and had left the bulk of that to Army's father, Michael, as the executor of his state. While Casey and Julian received two hundred dollars and $500,000 respectively. <laughs> um, and Casey says, I was completely left out. It's really sad when you realize you don't have any family or anyone who loves you, Casey said through tears. It didn't end well. All right, I um, I have said many, many times that like I don't want to leave the kid about a whole bunch of things because I want her to feel comfortable while I'm here. But if I'm not here, I don't want her life to be better without me. <laughs> now Armand Hammer is my new hero. All right,
1: <sighs> remember that thing about weird people? I was just saying.
0: How dare you! <laughs>
1: but we know we we both know we're weird but well, well, not, one more time level. so
0: you so you hear it from the cheap seats Daryl How dare you? <laughs> How dare you call me weird? How dare you, my friend? My my she's my she's my lovely little experiment whose birthday is today by the way. Happy birthday, Haystacks. Um but yeah. So uh, lots of lots of interesting things there. I definitely want to I definitely definitely want to check that out. All right, and moving on to our last news bite here. The one and only Trevor Slatery is uh, going to reprise his uh, return in the Wonder Man series on DePlus. plus um Oscar Winner the Oscar Winner or sorry Ben Kingsley is returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe the Oscar Winner will reprise his role as Trevor Slattery in Marvel's Wonder Man project at Disney Plus uh the Hollywood reporter has confirmed Wonder Man doesn't uh or Marvel doesn't comment on development um so yeah so i guess the potential series uh will which the Hollywood reporter revealed was in development this past June focuses on one of Marvel's oldest characters, Simon Williams' Wonder Man. He was introduced in the in 1964 as a villain. Um he was reconceived as a hero in the 70s. He's also the found well, a founding member of the West Coast Avengers in the 80s. And uh Williams had a day job as an actor and stuntman. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Do they want to keep bringing Trevor Slatery back out? I
1: I oh I forgot you never saw Shang Chi did you?
0: No, he was in that. I didn't I didn't see Hail to the King either. I I never did. I watch no I did
1: watch that, but yeah he was actually had a a decent sized role in Shang Chi. I don't yeah. know why they we need to keep bringing him back. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Ben Kingsley, and I loved what we first thought was the Mandarin as this, you know, head of a terrorist organization. And they completely flubbed that. And even though I enjoyed shang Chi, and I enjoyed the father, the the uh, uh, the, the way they positioned him as a Mandarin wasn't 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 nearly as interesting as what they were would have they could have done with Iron Man three. So again, like Ben Kingsley. He was interesting and pretty funny in Shang-Chi, but we don't, I don't need this. I don't, actually, I don't, I wonder who they're going to get to play Wonder Man. I was going to say, I don't need a Wonder Man series, but if Nathan Fillion, which he is way too old to play Mm -hmm. that role right now, that would be a lot of fun. Ooh, you know what would be a
0: really good Wonder Man? Who's that? Army Hammer. (laughs) Funny enough, he would be. I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. No,
1: I mean he, he absolutely would be a good one uh a good Nate uh Williams.
0: Simon Williams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he that.
1: absolutely would be.
0: I like it. I think they should make that happen. <laughs>
1: I like it uh, a lot. But it's it's got it's it's a deep uh D plus Marvel show, so I'm not expecting anything from it hmm. until they take until they prove me wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that was a, just a short one. Um, real quick, before we start talking about She-Hulk, um, we, I want to talk about She-Hulk, uh, <laughs> but not our review of the show yet. So there's this article, as we were talking about Trevor Slannery um, on The Hollywood Reporter, and this tells you everything you need to know why this show sucks monkey balls, um, or donkey balls, as the case may be. How She-Hulk is embracing on-screen sustainability. Director and executive producer Kat Corio partnered with lights, camera, plastic initiative to reduce single use plastics like water bottles and to go containers on the Disney plus series. Uh, She-Hulk Borat law is going green in more ways than one. Along with its titular superhero, the Disney plus show is also embracing sustainability. Um, She teamed with the environmental nonprofit habit of waste to take pointers From their Lights, Camera, Plastic campaign, which aims to avoid single-use plastics on screen. They're focused on everything but the fucking story on this movie, or on this TV show.
1: Dude, I almost fell asleep with
0: you reading that. That that is so... so, um, Anyway, I I feel like this is going to set the stage, if you will, uh, for this most recent episode of She Bore, Bore Um, (laughs) Bore-at-Law. And and let's and, and for recap, I thought
1: episode one was the worst episode. Now that I thought about it, I, I said Loki, but no, this was this was to me the worst episode of any first episode of any show of the MCU.
0: We both episode- gave episode one five spinning walls of one out of five spinning walls of death. Um, yes. For episode two, you gave it. Oh, wait no. Uh a 2. you gave it a 2.25 2. And, 2. f- 2. and I gave it a 2.25. And I gave it a 5.51. Um 1.15 I think. Uh no, I gave it a 1.51. 1.51. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um and you know, my my score is is in the uh <laughs> Oh wait, oh, wrong. One. Uh wrong show. Uh my 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 mine isn't I just put in the show notes <laughs> for you to see. But, uh anyway, yeah, so this episode is Emil Blonsky or the people versus Emil Blonsky. um, you'll remember Emil Blonsky from the highly underrated Incredible Hulk movie from two thousand and seven, which is technically the kickoff of the m c u um and then you've got you know obviously you remember him from the second episode, whatever, um where she's got a take that job and she finds out she's defending him anyway so there this episode is the courtroom drama where they're doing his um his probation hearing so he can get out and get out of jail uh i don't know if you know and i gotta find it but Kat cora actually said they're not good at courtroom scenes they don't know how to tell a legal show why call it she bore bore at law then
1: well, you know what you do with that? When that happens, you have people that know <laughs> what the F they're doing. And what? They're, no. And, well, and if, you know, you know what good directors and good writers do that don't know uh, about a certain subject, they find it out by talking to experts in the field. mm And they usually have consultants on set to say, hey, this works, this doesn't work.
0: Yeah, but then there might be an icky man on set who might mansplain to them about why they're wrong. And these people can never be wrong. This is the issue. And And I'm not pulling punches mm -hmm. anymore with this shit after last night. Oh, I'm done.
1: I'm absolutely done.
0: These people are bad at their jobs. These people have their jobs because of the color of their skin, the religion that they have or what is in between their legs, whether it's a factory install or an aftermarket edition.
1: So we re- we <laughs> both read an article about James Gunn talking about what uh-huh. is the issue with Hollywood and why movies have basically fallen off of a cliff. And one of the things he talks about are directors who are not prepared for what they're supposed to do. Right. These people, and not just She-Hulk, but these people on shows like She-Hulk, on shows—I won't say Miss Marvel because I only watch one—on shows like Loki, on shows like Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, on shows like uh, Rings of Power—they have no idea what they're doing. They are not ready for the moment, and Mm -hmm. they're getting put in these positions for exactly the reasons you said. Or they they there's some checkbox, you know, that they have or they a part of a checklist that you know the higher-ups can say, hey, we hired this person just because they checked this box. Right. Don't give a damn about their ability to tell a story, their ability to direct actors and direct scenes. Because what James Gunn said, and again, James Gunn is a guy who, and this is a perfect example, I don't agree with most of James Gunn's politics, but you know what? Mm-hmm. James Gunn is, for the most part, a fantastic filmmaker. Right. I can d- differentiate the two things. And he said it. Story always comes first. Right. That's not the Marvel way anymore. It's not stories come first. It's intersectional politics comes first, mm-hmm. and it at the detriment of great character, potentially great characters. And again, I said the same
0: thing about Rings of Power. The same exact thing has happened with Rings of Power. Right. So here's the issue: is the Marvel and Disney are approaching these intersectional people to do things. They're not having people pitch to them. They're going out there and being like, "Who has the least amount of credits on IMDB that matches the check boxes that we need to fill?" And in this case, this is Jessica Gao, who has said repeatedly like the uh the scene in the bathroom in the first episode is the most important scene in all of the series. Great. I shouldn't have watched a single minute after that then because the story is over. Yeah.
1: You're you're absolutely right.
0: So uh this is ridiculous you have a light elf from new asgard um defrauding the moron like douchebag lawyer from her old law firm from from jennifer's old law firm um, and he's represented by adrian chase he is represented by adrian chase which, from for Arrow fans out there yeah but like all of these men are stupid you know um and and he keeps getting stupider throughout the episode too which is kind of annoying. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he the guy was defrauded by this light elf who was impersonating Megan the Stallion. Um, the less said about that, the better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, and you know they they had so that was the trial, the one trial, and the other trial is you know Emil Blonsky, and it's just. <sighs> yeah and then you had the wrecking crew show up <laughs> and of course they emasculated them do you, i mean they made the village people look like the straightest dudes that have ever walked the planet
1: you know and, and i said this in one of the articles i put a comment i i think it was on a youtube video maybe i didn't expect them to put the wrecking crew as badass as they were in the right. comic they could be in the comic i mean they you know they're they're they're, they're you know i think my brother had the issue where the one of the issues where they fought
0: thor yeah but this really i mean the the costuming on them was ridiculous you know what
1: it reminded me of and it's funny because this just happened wednesday the reminded gang me of what,
0: from boba fett the,
1: no it, <laughs> actually that too it reminded me of the wingman in uh, AEW when W. How Morrissey just – dare you
0: completely besperch the wingman? That's what it reminded how, me of. How dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you? The Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth and pretty Peter Avalon are awesome. The wingmen are the kings of dark. They are the kings of dark. Touch tips. I mean W Mercy didn't even let them touch tips. How dare he? How dare he? <laughs> anyway. Anyway.
1: <sighs> this was this was a terrible this and again, I still think from a actual technical perspective, the first episode is still worse than this. False. The problem with the problem with this one, this and this is what makes it worse overall, you're on episode three. Mm-hmm. You were on a episode three of a nine-episode show. Yeah, there's six more you, episodes
0: of this crap left.
1: Not, and for, instead not for me, of, but for someone. And instead of, oh, no, I'm done. I'm tapped out. Instead of trying to... And, and, and I don't care what, you, what, people, what they say, oh, this is supposed to be a comedy or whatever. One, if it's a comedy, it has to be funny. This is not funny. This show is not funny at all. I may have chuckled through three episodes, maybe... Four times, maybe. I didn't laugh one time through this this whole episode. It, it, it was terrible. And number two, what is, what what is the arc? What is the purpose of this show? And that's the thing. What you just said, the purpose of the show is the bathroom and the bathroom scene was the most important thing of showing X, Y, and Z, and and we know the truth of the matter with I I understand what she's trying to say you know women coming together for each other Mm -hmm. but if you want to get to reality because you know what what do they say you know we want to show the 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 signs of the times That's that's what they always say well if you want to do that then you're going to be real and say honestly those women that came in there they might have talked nice about her, and then they would just be trashing her behind her back yeah But that doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah. Honestly, the less the less I get to talk about this show, the better because I'm I, I'm I'm just done with this type of stuff. You know, I mean, I know you you really didn't. You were like, yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. Let let's try it. Maybe a couple episodes. And you were a gamer, and you,
0: yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. You were a gamer. I, I tried. I, I gave it. Yeah, I, I actually gave it effort. I, it's not like I put off watching it. I watched it as soon mm-hmm. as I could on Thursdays um out of uh five faux megan or out of five faux stallions i gave this one a 0. 0.5 i was going to give it the same thing honestly. no you weren't I, it, you're a liar you're no, a liar I, you're just copying no, me no like i was how dare you <laughs> how dare you bite because off, i how dare you continue to bite off my kool-aid because <laughs> like i said I will say,
1: even to me, from a technical standpoint, I think this was a better episode, but it was far more damning of an episode towards the series as a whole, and that's why I actually give it less than the first Mm -hmm. episode Mm -hmm. because it's more damning to the series and this season than the first episode, which, as we know, a lot of first episodes either suck or are very uneven and consistent. For the third episode to get here like this... Mm -hmm. It's, it
0: I'm done. Uh, I will I'm, say this. I, I was going to give this episode a one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the end credit scene happened. And that was the worst CGI Megan the Stallion that I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it didn't even look real. Yeah. And we didn't even have to
1: talk about the CG about this, this episode. Oh, how it was, awful it again, is. Bad. The abomination
0: CG made me want to throw up in your mouth. Really, man, baby bird style. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, remember that whole weird thing I said a few minutes ago?
0: How dare you!
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's. Can we talk about something that was actually decent now?
0: I, I, I want. I do want to talk about something that I actually liked. Um, so dragon stuff <laughs> this week. <laughs> um, the rogue prince. So I, here's what I like about this show is it's six months after Renera is named air. And mm-hmm. at no point does it say six months later. Uh, it just starts. Oh, they do it in dialogue. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they, they do. They it, it, did it. Yeah, like, absolutely. This was great. I, like, this is what I want. I hate like I hate the 45 minutes prior or whatever that bullshit is. Right. Minutes later. Yeah. 10 minutes late hour. Uh, Thank you, SpongeBob. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Uh, So this is six months. Renera is named heir six months later. Damon has illegally occupied Dragonstone, uh, and he's supported by loyal city watch guards. All right. Here's my question. The city watch people have been douchebags since this, right? Correct. Why are they still around in Game of Thrones? Seriously, because during point. Game of Thrones, they turn on everyone. Yes, they constantly. They absolutely do. And that dude gets sent to the wall and Jon Snow takes his head, you know? So mm-hmm. I I I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um Yeah, but Damon stole a dragon egg. So, you know, the small council learns of this and he's going to marry his mistress as a second wife. I'm going to be honest her by the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> Any other actor playing this role? I'm going to like them. I, I'm really trying to like Matt Smith, but I look at him and I'm like, wow, they ordered Legolas off of wish.
1: So I saw the, you know, after week one, they did the, in the weeks to come or whatever mm-hmm. like that. And I, I know there's going to be a, a big, jump uh, like a 10 year or something jump sometime down the road right. i don't know when
0: yeah well because there's, there's other there's other actors you know in the right. uh Viserra and uh uh what's her name ali allison uh, yeah allison oh, yeah that's a great name if i get a dog and it's a girl i'm gonna name it allison um that's, <laughs> that, that's a lie um <laughs> But I, mean, I, I, I you just, a dog, I, but I'm
1: not going to name it, Allison. <laughs> I I I just can't wait for him to
0: throw that wig in the fire, mm-hmm. to cast it into the fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> the wig, the wigs are the wigs are are um, are really not good uh, on this show. It it's like the costuming is great. Um, I do like I do like the the costuming. It is a little different than what we see in Game of Thrones. Um, I, I like Patty Constantine as, as King Viserys. Um, I think that's how, I think that's his name. Yeah. It's um, Viserys. Yeah. Viserys. And, uh, yeah, but like the Lord Corliss, that wig is horrible on him. I don't understand why he has to have really long dreads.
1: Oh, even worse than that. What about the wig on his daughter? Oh, L- Lana. Uh, yeah. Lena. Oh,
0: uh. That was the other thing that I found kind of disturbing about this epi- episode is um, pushing pedophilia. But then again, it is a Hollywood show, so I'm not surprised that this is well, what what they find interesting.
1: Well, th- there's two things on that. You're absolutely right
0: about both things about Hollywood and yeah. stuff. But Viserys is based, and he's like, no, I want an yeah. up-age woman. So
1: yeah, <laughs> but this this is this is not something that was. Like, unknown in times like this, correct? In the past, correct? But so, yeah, technically speaking, it's it, well, it does but lay. this
0: isn't Earth, this is like another yeah. planet. So, you know, I think but they, what he well, I mean, so you aged, understand, like, but they aged all the actors up in Game of Thrones, so they didn't have to deal with this. Well, they talked about it with Sansa
1: when she was 13. They, oh, granted, Joffrey was only like about 16. It.
0: Right, they talked so, about I mean, so, it, but
1: yeah,
0: like, like, but this was also Joffrey was also like closer in age to her, and he was well, the that's why he, he was the like prince, he wasn't the king something. yet, right? Yeah, um, and and so the whole idea was they were going to get married, whatever. Uh but that wasn't that wasn't a forty year old man and a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get what you're saying, and, and you know, I, oh, like, there's no doubt about. it. There's no um, doubt about it. it's gross. I mean, the way you're what defending it makes me just wanna say <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> anyway. Yeah,
1: so that
0: was uh, just that to was, make it hold on, hold on. Just to make it clear, Daryl is not defending it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. teasing.
1: So that was uh it was funny because when they first mentioned his daughter, mm-hmm. I, I I thought to myself, does he have another daughter <laughs> right, so I I learned, was like is remember the other one from yeah, I remember the young the young girl at the attorney uh, mm-hmm. and no, that's what they were talking about But I do like what we're getting with this show as far as some of the little intrigue with you know Lord Corliss and yeah. you know, losing his ships to this guy with the crab feeder. Yeah, which by the way dude, that intro that opening those so dudes getting nailed to the
0: so the in the little crabs the all over them for the last two episodes um yeah the crab feeder i'm just gonna say right now a scarier introduction than the white walkers yeah well
1: it feels more real and solid i think
0: well and the white walkers made me feel like someone kidnapped a bunch of people saran so wrapped them to a table cut them up and then decorated the forest with them
1: <laughs> yeah i i so. that because 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 he's a tangible villain, more so than the idea of the White Walkers. I do think that was a and then you see and again, I don't know if the one they were showing was him or his just one of his men with that mask on. But I'm very intrigued by that. I'm intrigued by Well, we knew uh, Coralis would not like the whole. Oh, "Oh, yeah. Um, I'm serious. I'm marrying Allison, not your daughter.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and can we just say Lord Coralis has the best nickname of anyone in any of the Game of Thrones stuff so far? The Sea Snake. I love that. Yeah. So, but is he the Sea Snake because he's the master of boats or. (laughs) I don't have a how dare you to. to... Hold on, I'll give it to dare you? <laughs> so, does he know how to swim? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's horrible. I'm going to give myself another one. How dare you? Anyway. Um,
1: I actually uh, I'm going to go really... Blade. <laughs> I'm going to go Blade too.
0: Can you blush? <laughs> how dare you? Um, I, I, re- I really do like his character though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and like you know, I understand why he got upset. But at the same time, he should have been like, "This old dude doesn't want to marry a twelve-year-old."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I will admit, yeah. and and again, this is one of those things that it actually does work for me um, r- because we get inundated so much. when We were talking about she-hulk, about check numbers, you mm. know, check boxes, and uh, seeing this, you know, this black dude in freaking Westeros. It was kind of weird. It, like bef- this is before the show started, first episode. I was like, okay, I, I like this guy's temperament. I like the way he approaches things, h- how measured he is. That little detail when uh, Rainera is doing the, you know, she's a cup bearer, and he, mm-hmm. you know, he puts his hand over the cup. Like, I know, I'm being. I want to be clear headed for this. Yeah. And then getting a little bit more of the backstory and I, I believe in Fire and Blood you get even more backstory from him and where he's from and how he gets to where he is. Yeah. Which um, I am probably gonna get that book, by the way. So I almost bought it, but it.
0: it says HBO tie in and it doesn't tell me what that means. Um so I'm 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 Oh because like, that's again not the, the audio book. So I don't know. Uh uh-huh. Um but yeah, no, I like the, my, his whole, my family is older, but we weren't dragon riders and it's like, well, you know, yeah, I love, like, yeah. we're older yeah. than even the Targaryens, um, which, you know, is a great call out. Um, but yeah, I, and, just, and, I, I liked, sorry, I do not mean to interrupt, but I really liked no. how they pushed every storyline forward and doing that six month jump, like takes away from the idea of, uh, jetpacking right yes it's like okay Witch. like a whole bunch of time passed so we 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 you know uh Damon didn't just leave and took over dragonstone in the span of an episode he took it over in the 6 month span in between episodes which uh yes. i always like i always appreciated buffy the way they accounted for summer break right. um yeah in between seasons I, I thought, I thought that, that they handled that well and it wasn't like 90210 where they had to have 90210 and then 90210 summer, summer break. So like we had 52 <laughs> weeks of 90210. <sighs> um. So I, the, uh, the dragons Renera on Cyrax and whatever, um, Damon's
1: dragon yeah i don't remember what his his dragon's name yeah but Uh, that that
0: was cool the dragons still don't have as much weight as they need no and i thought cyrax was a little shiny like it was weird he looked looked more like he had fish scales than dragon scales Uh, yeah but that being said when she rides in the way it came up through the clouds was like westeros fuck yeah <laughs> dragons come to eat your earth yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and and this is this yeah. show is so far at least the polar opposite in the sense of rings of power and how yeah. to write dialogue mm-hmm. how to make interesting characters and interesting situations yeah it, it's not perfect it don't get me wrong but Correct. like i am i actually look forward to sunday nights
0: yeah i was i was excited to watch it i um unfortunately didn't start watching it right away and kind of like dozed off so i didn't get a chance to go back Mm -hmm. to it and i didn't get a chance to go back to it right away just because it was busy this week um and i didn't get a chance to like tune in while i was working or anything like that because it was busy uh and i wanted to give it my full attention so yeah and that's
1: one of yeah. these shows i do that like i
0: absolutely well, you this have my to because attention. they they speak yeah. valerian and you have to
1: which yeah. is that is still always cool it's, it's just like when they speak elvish in uh lord of the rings the movies i yeah. love that uh,
0: well i mean you when you say lord of the rings everyone out there knows that you mean the movies and not the bastardized <laughs> whatever that is from amazon prime um all right okay. so fair, out of, fair point out of five stolen dragon eggs
1: what do you give this up I give I I give this a 3.25 all right I I'm really looking I'm really I really like how they're slowly building things up and again just because you take your time doesn't mean stuff has to be boring Mm -hmm. this show is taking right so far it's it seems like it's taking its time and while everything's not exciting it is very intriguing and that's that's the word that's the word that i'm going to use for these type of shows game of thrones was very intriguing mm-hmm. you know especially in the beginning
0: yeah i mean you were all in I, on that I, whole incest
1: thing i know i remember yeah <laughs> i really look forward to seeing what they're doing you know every week and you know from from the first two episodes i'm looking forward to this sunday and also I will say this I'm still not sure if I like the fact that they use the Game of Thrones music in this episode. yeah, I don't start. I
0: still don't like the Game of Thrones music and I still don't like that the beginning is the uh, the puzzles being put together um, mm-hmm. but that being said, I gave this a 3.5 out of 5 mm-hmm. uh, because I really did like it and also uh, Greg Yanatani's, Yen- Yatanis something like that however you say it he directed this episode. And he was the director of the Children of Dune miniseries. I still need to go back and watch that. Yeah, i'm a, i'm a big I'm a big fan of of that miniseries. Um, it introduced me to to one James Jimmy uh, McAvoy. So, um, but he's like, I mean, he's directed Grace Anatomy, Lost, Bones, Nip Tuck, uh, Skin, Alias. Uh, what else? Uh, Nurse Jackie. Oh, wait, no. Uh, sorry, not Nurse Jackie. Banshee, uh, Banshee <laughs> Origins, Manhunt, uh, The Twilight Zone Revival from Jordan Peele, uh, The Old Man, episodes four and three, um, and now House oh, really? of the Dragon. So so he's got uh, The Rogue Prince, The Second of His Name, and episode 10, which has yet to have a title. So, Oh, and he directed a couple episodes of Prison Break. Three episodes to be wow. exact. Wow, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you remember the show Drive with Nathan Fillion? Um, yes. With it was like kind of like a um, um, Cannonball Run type show um, with a very young Emma Stone in it as well. He directed a few episodes of that as well.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, like I. So I, I like this guy. I like you know, I like what he does. I like I like his style. I, I think um it was it was pretty good um oh sorry i'm gonna go on a tangent real quick jd Pardo was in um drive he was the uh the fbi agent at the second half of terminal list
1: yeah and he was also in mayans uh or, or yeah, the mayans, like the yeah. mayans.
0: so yeah. um and he's unfortunately it says here so it's imdb so game uh you know pinch assault um in the the uh, the Roadhouse uh, reboot, which says Conor McGregor is in it, so that really makes me think it is going to be poor, yeah. poor quality. I, um, I saw that as well. And some guy named Darren Bennett is going to play Sam? Who? Darren Bennett? Uh, he was born in 1991. Um, Never Have I, Love Hard, American Pie Presents, Girls Rule, uh, what? All right, just cancel that movie now. Anyway, yes. sorry. Um but yeah, no, this was a really good. Like I actually really liked this episode. And and I didn't dislike the the premiere. Um and I didn't I, either. No. I will say on the original Game of Thrones, I did not like the pilot at all. Um Didn't you
1: watch it like 3 times before you got it
0: it, it 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 took me a while to get into the show. Um it yeah. wasn't really until they killed Ned <laughs> that I was like Okay, like now, now, like, and I'd read the book. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think I'd read the first three books before I watched the first step, uh, the first season. And like, uh, but I also didn't have HBO right away. Because if you remember, when this launched, there was no HBO Go or HBO Now.
1: Right. um, Yeah.
0: Or HBO Max, for that matter. Uh, So yeah, it took me a little while to get into it. And it wasn't until uh, my ski trip where I got hurt and I had a day to recover before 14 hours on the next two consecutive days of skiing with a broken shoulder. Um, did I really get into it? So. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping they keep this momentum up and because despite some of the issues I've had with what, Cause I've had actually had a lot of issues with some of the things uh, the actors and behind the scenes have said about the show and what X, Y, and Z represents. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is not their words. It's the fact that what I'm seeing on screen is still entertaining and, and has, it's more than just a a surface level messaging of modern day times, as they say so far. Yeah. So far. That's I'll just put it that way.
0: Yeah, and I'm interested to learn more about the stepstones because we didn't like yeah. they're in the books, but we didn't hear anything about the stepstones in the in the show. So
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what we have over the coming weeks. And I'm so glad and, and again, I'm a I'm a I love fantasy. Uh, I'm a sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasy guy. I've, you know, There's a lot of fantasy books on, on my shelves or in mm-hmm. my nook, I should say, yeah. considering that a lot of them I have bought digitally. But this is one of those where there's the last few fantasy shows from Rings of Power to uh, Wheel of Time to the Shannara book, to the Shannara on MTV. They all missed the boat in trying to adapt
0: the material. They, I see they all what you did there. The boat and Lord Corlys. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Stepstones. <laughs> cool. The Driftwood Throne. Yeah, right.
1: Uh, but so, so this well, again, no, even though was, I haven't was, read
0: the Driftwood Throne wasn't the stepstones. It was um
1: No, that's what he said. He like oh, when he was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. Oh, to
0: you're right, uh right, you right. Um yeah. Well, where but, was um where was Theon from? The Greyjoys? Where oh Pike. They're from Pike. Pike, anyway, yeah, yeah. The Salt um, Throne. I think yeah, that's what they, they yeah call they it. have the the salt the Salt Throne the Iron the Iron Islands the the did you pay the Iron did die did you pay the Iron Price did you kill for it Daryl or did you buy it because <laughs> if you buy it that means you're gay uh, according to the Greyjoy's the fictitious characters whose um last surviving son becomes a eunuch so anyway on that note. any last words no
1: so are we still we still might be having a a, a movie review down the road
0: of well i mean uh, we're we're definitely going to review the samaritan whether it's a standalone episode or an episode by itself or an episode with like tied into maybe the first half of cobra kai next week who knows cobra kai cobra Cobra kai cobra Cobra Kai. kai all right on I cannot note, wait. I know. I need your uh, your Netflix login info, please. And thank you. Um, <laughs> on that note, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good week. Happy birthday, kid! See bye. You. bye. The infamous podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast. Our website or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show, to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.